That Guy's House presents 22 Minutes of Transformation with Sean and Karen. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of 22 Minutes for Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick and as always I'm here with... Karen Mills Austin. Karen, welcome to our 22nd episode of 22 Minutes of Transformation. Yes, isn't it beautiful? I'm really being reminded of this conversation that I had with my daughter recently where we were both saying that we've been seeing these numbers, one, 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 one. And here we are, two, two, which is a doubling of one, one. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's, yes. So, it's so perfect. This is a yes. great it's just a great moment in an episode that has great energy. It's the 22nd yes. episode of 22 Minutes. So I'm even more excited to get stuck into this week's question. Karen, what came through for this special episode? The question is, are you being sweet? Now, for me, this sounds like people pleasing. Would you call it the same thing? Yeah, um, it can be. And even when I say that question out loud, I ask that question out loud, I'm being reminded that it was a question that my great aunt used to ask me. Are you being sweet? Are you stuffing down your emotions and not rocking the boat? (laughs) That's very British. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yes, 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 yes. I, gosh, I love this. You know, like 18 months ago, I did a whole lot of self-work around people pleasing and being nice, all because of them, them attributes. You just spoke about, are you stuffing it down? Are you making things convenient for other people? Are you not actually expressing or being your true self? Or are you, you know, are you denying your wants and needs for other people's wants and needs? And it's, and it really is a, a disease and it doesn't get you anywhere like spoiler alert I'll jump right to the end people have made up their mind already and I know I did this with business so many times there were some clients I just wanted to please so much but Mm -hmm. once they decided they didn't like me and they didn't like my company there's no amount of being sweet I could have done so it's, it's interesting yeah so when yeah I absolutely agree when we're being sweet because uh, my daughter asked me this question, and oh, she said to me, "Be sweet," and <laughs> because I was hot under the collar about something, and when I say that to myself right now, I can also transmute the the energy. So when she says to be to me, "Be sweet," I can be reminded to be my higher self because I don't have a practice any longer of suppressing and repressing my feelings. I have a habit of turning within and dealing with my emotions. I walked seven miles yesterday (laughs) because I was, uh, because it's a way that I um, release the toxins of my, in my body, the conversations, the anger, as opposed to purging on somebody else. And I was, as I was doing this, I was so aware of how powerful this is for me, even within the last, because I was thinking about where was I last year? 
last year, I was crying, which was great. That's a stage of my emotions. I was crying when, when something came up. And as I was walking, I was angry and I was really trying to cry, but I have even transcended that, which is good for me. And the practice for me is to get it out. So I had to walk seven miles. I walked another mile this morning. I'm going to probably walk at least four or five miles today so that I can complete this processing. And the other piece of it is to meditate, is to pray, it's to um, be in the silence to separate myself from individuals. So I pull, I really do pull myself out of the world because nobody cares whether or not I'm being sweet, but I do. I want to show up in that sweetness of spirit. Make sense? Well, yeah, so you're saying you do want to show up being sweet. So for you, being sweet is a is a positive thing. I read the question as being sweet as a negative thing. Well, and it's both. It depends where we are. So, um, and, and it has taken me all these years to use that as a as a way of being or to use that as a question. And the question really is, because it used to be, am I being sweet to others? Mm-hmm. Because I was a people pleaser. Now I'm saying, first, am I being sweet to myself? And as I'm being sweet to myself, I can show up authentically sweet and kind and loving to others. If I want to, or if I don't, I have, I have a choice. It always comes back to this choice, it always comes back. So the, the question is recalibrated for me right now. In all of the work and reading I did around people pleasing some point last year, I think, or the year before, never did I come across anything that said people please yourself. I like that. Oh, I'm going to have yes. that. I'm going to have that become a mantra. I'm going to say, oh, like, I love that. yeah, I do. Cause I think, well, wow, if this was, if I was the other person who I bend over backwards for, uh, I'm going to do that for me. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like people. Like if you are a people pleaser and you have that ability within redirect all of that sweetness towards yourself, that's good. Yeah. Because we're the only one that we can, shift. This people pleasing does no good. We've already said that it does no good. We end up um, being in a state of awareness where we get frustrated, where we get disappointed, where we get whatever the word is after get. Um, And that's not a way of being. So this one's really cool. One of the quote-unquote symptoms of people-pleasing is you pretend to agree with others. Yes. Now, that is so... Oh, see, I, I'm going to say the word awkward. Like, what do you do if someone... Oh, maybe I do not along. What do you do if somebody was expressing an opinion just completely different to yours? Well, you can certainly 
talk to the person about it. But remember, most people have these, have arguments. They don't have discussions. Most people have an opinion and they want to bring you to that opinion. They may not want to even want to hear your opinion. They want you to join in and agree with them. So that's the first thing that we have to be aware of. And sometimes we get to simply listen. Yeah. And we get to listen by saying, hmm, oh, not being in agreement with their with their opinion, but simply listening and seeing how it is resonating with our body. So as human beings, we want to show up in agreement. We want to be part of the pack. We want, we don't want to stick out. And sometimes we get to do that. We get to stick out, but, but there's an opportunity for us to remember that we truly, if we want to give our opinion, we truly want to give it and stand, stand firmly in it without the idea of having other people saying, Oh, you're right. I hadn't thought about that before. Yada, yada, yada. And that making a difference for us. Another one of these symptoms of being a people pleaser, and this is a great one, you feel responsible for how others feel. This is something my partner Pete has taught me so much about. He's a therapist, Mm -hmm. and he is so good at being able to say the thing or to say no or express how he feels and being comfortable with allowing that person just to sit in whatever feeling they have about that. I ran around for years trying to control the feelings of other people. Can't do it. I love that. Mm. I love that. And that's really the point right there. In a nutshell, we we don't know how anybody's going to feel. We can't be responsible for their feelings. We can't allow those feelings to affect us in a way where we become, where we acquiesce to something and and that makes us a people pleaser. We acquiesce in ways that we don't want to go. So that really points to the idea, we've, we've talked about this before, to surround ourselves with people who are a vibrational match. How wonderful it is for us to be with people where we can have discussions, where we don't have to get into these these strong opinionated arguments. That's not where we want to be. I remember I spent so many years with my family and at every single Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner, my my husband, my sister-in-law, my brothers would have these arguments about really nothing. And it was really, it made the family gatherings very uncomfortable. And I remember wanting to jump in, but they were so agitated and so ranked up, um, ratcheted up, that I couldn't even find a place to jump in. Yeah. And now I just, I don't have those people around me anymore. Some of them have transitioned. Some of them have, because those people have transitioned, they don't have anybody to argue with. So now our family gatherings are so peaceful and so loving and so kind. 
Now, there may be some family members who are pushing down their feelings, their emotions, but, you know, that's their work. And, um, and there really is peace right now. So we have found our way of, of loving one another. And I think that's really the bottom line. Without, I don't repress or suppress my feelings. And, um, and maybe other family members do that, but I simply don't. And we still have this loving environment that we get to be a part of. Let me ask you this. Do you have a hard time saying no? I don't think you do. Not anymore. I used yeah. to. Yeah. And the second part to the question is when you say no, do you make up an excuse, even a fake one, or is it just a no? Um, I will simply say no, that's something I would not like to do right now. Yeah. So I'm really authentic in my in my response. No, that's I, I don't want to do that. Or I, I've, I said it a couple of times this week, and my family have, has gotten used to it. And they probably just say, oh, that's Karen. And they honor it. Yeah, I think we were talking about this on last week's episode where I said, you know, I have this saying where I say, I'm just not available right now. Yes. And I feel like I stopped. Yeah, I feel like I stopped saying that. I'm going to I'm gonna take last week and this week as a reminder to start saying, I'm not available for that. I'm not available for that without an excuse. Because I do think that is the, that's a big jump for a people pleaser is to jump from always saying yes to then saying no and then being able to say no without an excuse. So I think it's powerful. Yes, yes, I do too. I think it's really, I think it's really very, very powerful. So how are we being sweet in our lives? How do we begin with being sweet to ourselves? Yeah, I love this notion of being sweet to ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. So I like to think that we really do. I mean, we talk, we always talk about these practices. Uh, one of the ways that I'm being sweet to myself is by processing my feelings and emotions, my, my emotions that come up. So I process that. Yesterday, I, I walked seven miles. That is where I began, began with being sweet to myself. I was in a oh, situation. Yeah. I pulled myself out of the situation, explained to someone why I was leaving, and then without shedding, I might have shed two or three tears, might have, but instead of doing that, I started processing very quickly, very quickly. And I didn't even know what I was doing, but I had a tool in place already. I, I teach this. When I get upset, when people, individuals get upset, one of the ways that we can process these emotions that are coming up is by walking, is by going to the gym, is by in some way beginning to get that out. And then when I was communicated with someone, uh, maybe a couple of hours in the day, later in the day, I realized that, oh my God, I'm not, I'm, I'm releasing my attachment to the outcome of yes. this situation. Yes. And I'm, I'm really releasing it. And I ended up, and, and I was listening to this eternal 
broadcast. And when it said, send an email to the team, I was able to do that. And when I sent the email to the team and then copied this other person who's not on the team on it, I was able to model the behavior that I thought was loving and I got an apology from this person. I got, and I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting the apology. I was really surprised. And then I watched myself to realize, oh, huh, I handled this thing and I have an apology too. That's really wonderful. Don't need the apology any longer. I I don't need it. So, um, but you see how all of that, that works together. I didn't, I didn't purge on anybody. I didn't rant and rave. I didn't just cry and call somebody and say, this person did this to me, that person did that. Don't do that anymore. I have a process and nobody was hurt. I love your process and I've seen it happen live in action. You are very good at getting up and removing yourself from a situation. I think it's great. Like that is the biggest step you get up, you remove yourself from a situation. And I love, I'm really happy. I've got to see that. And I've got to see yeah. that in live action. And then, yeah, I love, you know, energy likes to move. And I know you like to go for a walk. This is so true. And it's been something that has been an unfortunate negative consequence of these coronavirus lockdowns, especially here in the UK, where we're just mm-hmm. getting our freedom again. But right. I know I can be getting stressed out about something. I can be stewing over something. But if I get out, I go into the city, I go for a swim, I go to the gym, I go for a walk. It recalibrates everything. I don't know what it was, but there was something like the week before last and it had come up and it had stressed me out and I was mad and I was angry and I had plans to go um, to get um, go to the gym, have a swim and have a coffee. That's my little, that's my little routine. And all of a sudden, time and time was ticking away. And I was like, I'm not going to go. I have to deal with this. I'm not going to go. I have to deal with this. I eventually convinced myself, okay, at least just go out, get coffee and dunk in the pool. And that's all I did. But it changed everything. By the time I came home, this issue was like tiny. It wasn't even a thing. I had more confidence. And I really do think that's just a reminder for me. Energy likes to move. So the best way you can. Yeah, the best way you can put movement into your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it really does reduce the reaction and puts me into a place where I can respond. And remember, we've talked about this before. Reaction is human. Responding is more of our divine nature. Yeah. So we, so when I was responding and even now I still have some of it, in my body, that's how I know that I need to go out and continue walking. But my goodness, I could, I felt it so much yesterday. I woke up this morning and I realized, and, and I was I was really practicing witness consciousness where I was paying attention to what was going on yesterday. And even this morning, so I'm separating myself from my body temple. And because I, I do what I do, I'm able to do what I do. So this is akin to having practices in place. So when stuff happens, we actually use those practices. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point? 
What's the point? We've talked about this before. We can be, we can meditate, we can pray, we can do all that stuff. And then when the stuff hits the fan, how do we respond? And when you have a routine of being sweet to yourself and when you truly discover what that is, it really puts you in a place of great clarity. I know I've really yes. come to learn over this lockdown. I actually like my life to be a lot simpler than, than it used to be. Yes. I like I like, I like doing things on Zoom. I like going out for coffee. I like having a swim. I, I don't want a life full jam-packed of being here, there, and everywhere again. And it was so wonderful because I was having a chat last week on a Zoom meeting. And, you know, it was really talking about, well, how about you do this or you do that? Someone trying to give me career advice, maybe. That's probably not the best way to put it. And I was like, do you want to know what? No, it was just really easy for me to, I said, listen, I like my life. Everything's in order. I like to do this. I like to do that. And if I'm going to have to start bending over backwards and changing all of this, just in case it gets more approval from somebody, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I have so many times, especially in my career, been steered by people who are seemingly higher up, more established than me about how to do things, and it's never worked. The only thing that's ever worked is when I follow my own guidance. Absolutely. Yes. Because remember, that stuff worked for them at that particular time. It may not work from us, for us. We can, we can listen, but then that to be able to follow our internal, eternal guidance system is so important. Yeah. Yes, nobody can do that for us. That's what we get to do for ourselves. And it's probably a lot simpler than you have been thinking it is. Meditation, <laughs> meditation free, prayer free, walking yes. free. Yes. You know, it's like all these things we can do to real that really bring us joy and ground us. Mm -hmm. They don't cost anything. Yeah. They don't need to have there doesn't need to be any extravagance around them. I think about when I come out to Los Angeles and I love to spend time with you and I love to do loads of things whilst I'm there. What I remember and what I look forward to is when we go walking. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. The least, and when I look, I, the, the least fancy thing we do, but it's, it's the thing I remember. And this is, I remember when I look back on all the, you know, all the travel I've done, I always think my most memorable moments are the most simple ones that, you know, you wouldn't have ever thought about, but they are the things that keep you grounded and bring you joy. So yes, I, I love this. Yeah. And, th and yeah. that's a way of being simple to myself. Keep That's a way of being sweet to myself, keeping it yes. simple. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Being um, sweet, keeping it simple and allowing the energy to move. That's how, because stagnation doesn't work. We, this energy always has to circulate in and through and as us. Um, so yeah, beautiful. Keeping everything simple. I love it. Yeah, I love this. I want to put this on a t-shirt. Be sweet. Keep it simple. Stagnation doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my little check. Be sweet to myself. Keep it simple stagnation doesn't work well karen thank you so much for another great conversation i love this has been our 22nd episode and it really has um, propelled me into wanting to step up my self-sweetness game yes so, thank absolutely. you yes yeah. thank you sean you're so welcome bye-bye <laughs>